pretty stable like you, you're moving around you're like you seem to be live yeah no I am you too it's just that this is an audio medium uh, yeah so, yeah so the audience doesn't get to see our, our great HQ Huawei camera video you know? yeah, yeah they don't see the satellite satellite uplink that we've got going on we could maybe do that in the future like do do live streams something I've, I've noticed about podcasts who do live shows and live streams and shit it's usually worse than the, the actual episodes because there's a lot of just people sitting around and not actually talking very much like the radio oh uh, yeah that's very true you need editing and I mean <laughs> yeah. radio DJs I'm very envious of their skills because they can just literally keep talking for ages without yeah. uh, all the weird <laughs> awkward silences that podcasters have. And also like they, they keep talking for ages, but it's never about anything either. It's like you talk for ages and you offend no one because you're not actually saying anything. <laughs> That's the time. Um, yeah, you're just you're just chit chatting. Yeah. Just fill in the time between the top 40. Or reading something. Discussing the music, because some radio stations still do just do music, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my dream job is to have a coast-to-coast AM-type show where I have to talk. Sure. I have to talk from, like, 1 a.m. until 5 a.m. in the morning, right? Yeah. And... On Coast to Coast, they interview all kinds of spooky people. Maybe you saw an alien come talk to me on my show for 45 minutes. <laughs> I love that you gave yourself the, the like, graveyard slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess that's, that's what like, the original you know Coast your to niche. Coast AM was, was doing. But yeah, the graveyard shift. I mean, you, you do want the ghosts involved. But now, you know, internet radio... Everything is instant. Everything is internet. <laughs> and that ends our weekly show, Everything is Internet. <laughs> Join us next week where we talk about more things internet. that are internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good app. Let's flip it on its back. A great app. Let's flip it over and go to our usual B-side production. Be positive. Positive. Fuck. Yes. Such great in sync. We did it. Yes. Be positive. The positive B movie podcast. And the most positive place on the internet. Tell you that for free. I mean, there it yeah. Is. I put it out for free. That's also not a super high bar to clear. Like, we could be. Pretty nah. negative and still be the most positive place on the internet. Yeah, all we need to do is 
deny reality around us and then things are pretty peachy. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know anything about anything going on in 2019. I'm in the year 2000 when... <laughs> Biggest uh, problem was uh, Healy. What's, what's the director's name? Tim... Tim Sullivan. Woo! Uh, I forgot. Like that's when a he made very his masterpiece. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes of the werewolf. Eyes of the werewolf far upon you. Something, something Texas. <laughs> uh, werewolf Road, take me home. <laughs> so why? I, I'm curious. How did we end up watching this film? I believe I saw like a clip of this as part of a Vine or, you know, some sort of internet meme type situation. Everything is internet, yes. As we've established. And <laughs> I just, I saw a clip for this film, specifically the clip where our main man transforms in the bedroom with his estranged wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then he turns yes. around and you get to just see the makeup in all its glory and just that one shot i was like what is this i must watch this i'm putting it on the list this is really not even a b movie this is i think what it's actually classified as amateur film this is like friends getting together with a camera making a movie yeah the budget on this bad boy was five thousand dollars not a lot which <laughs> which is not a lot at all <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they did with those five thousand dollars but that's what it cost snacks mainly snacks i'm assuming mainly snacks yes but this film to me is it's on par with uh, uh neil breen yes i wanted to say that it's that caliber of scattershot filmmaking it's not throwing a bunch of things <laughs> at the wall to see what sticks it's like just pelting the wall with tiny things and you don't actually give a shit something works out it's just like the the fun is in throwing things yes it's, it's not about swear. sticking or the exactly. wall it's just about throwing things yeah uh and that's that's uh. <laughs> a similar kind of look the actors were taking it seriously and they're not good actors but they were really pouring their hearts and souls into it to me it was like watching a porno but the story <laughs> never ends yeah yeah <laughs> i oh, i guess we, sh we should get into it later but there was a point in this film where i was watching it was like uh, oh wait is this oh my god is this a porno <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are we watching a softcore <laughs> pornography film for be positive right now you wouldn't put it past me I literally would not. Yes. Um, and I think it might still be something that we could and and potentially should do. Yes, for a live show. <laughs> yeah, come come to our <laughs> softcore porn uh, screening. Uh, <laughs> come watch porn with us in a dark room and then talk <laughs> about it for an hour and a half. In a still dark room, still very dark. Very intimate. Yeah, so dark. So dark. Very. <laughs> I guess before we, oh, there's so much to talk about in this film, but should we do a little synopsis first? I'll hit us with a synopsis. Thank you. Let's set the scene. Full moon, werewolf eyes. 
Mm-hmm. A bunch of good old boys are hunting a werewolf through the woods. Eventually, they kill the werewolf and then steal his eyes. These eyes then, through black market schemes, get implanted in an experimental surgery into Rich's eyes. A scientist who, while arbitrarily mixing chemicals in his lab, created acid, which then sprayed into his eyes and burned out his eye sockets. Uh, So now he's been gifted these two new eyes. And uh, he wakes up, and while he's still, like, bandaged and blindfolded, immediately has an affair with a nurse. After a short a short <laughs> period of time, he figures out he's a werewolf. Nurse Sandra. Dude figures out he's a werewolf, and then somehow that the eyes, the eye transplant is what made him a werewolf. And then mm-hmm. he goes on a kind of a bit of a rampage. Like, he does some revenge werewolfing. Yeah, He does a lot of, like, just walking at night, waking up in fields. Eventually, he confronts the doctor and then the human poachers. And then, big spoiler, my man Rich, (laughs) he rips out his eyeballs. (laughs) And then he's no longer a werewolf. You know, it's fantastic, man. Every, Every night scene has clearly been shot in the day and not corrected for night. It's just still daytime. But then they... It's incredible. Photoshop the moon in there. (laughs) It's day for night, but like one of the worst executions of day for night that I've ever seen in my life. It's like, you can clearly see that it's sunlight. It just has a blue filter on it. And it's like full sun. Yeah, no, it is like they're shooting in the Sahara fucking desert, man. That's a lot of sun they're catching. (laughs) This film should have had solar panels on it. To collect all the excess yes. sun power and then, you know, save money and maybe put some more money into the costume design, which was yeah. also amazing. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we put up a, a little screen grab from the film on our Twitter. So if you want to see this weird rubber monstrosity, oh my God. Uh, it's, <laughs> 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 it's on our Twitter at stay scary it's like all scrunched up yeah and the eyes are at, at different heights yeah <laughs> and they're just two red leds just like no actual eyeball or anything the the expression on the wolf faces is one of <laughs> concern <laughs> consternation constipation uh it's not a very happy or even angry werewolf. <laughs> yeah um there are like scenes where the werewolf's attacking someone and uh, like you can clearly see the actor is just interacting with a paper mache werewolf head on a stick because (laughs) the stick is in frame so you actually get to see behind the scenes so this film is in a way its own making of documentary (laughs) (laughs) a brave move yeah that's a really interesting choice that the filmmakers made there where they part the curtains so to speak they let us see through you know this immaculately crafted illusion yeah to see the the inner workings of the film set the belly of the beast as it were i think you know the same thing is achieved in the fact that all the interior scenes are clearly shot in the same house Yeah. yeah 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 Including the clinic where he receives his transplant. 
Yeah, that is, uh, while I was watching it, I was like, man, they could at least pretend a little bit more that this is a clinic, like have an IV bag. Maybe just an IV bag. <laughs> maybe that. Uh, maybe just bed sheets that don't look like they're your grandma's bed sheets from the 60s. Maybe like a hospital bed. Nah, that's pushing it, man. Or a room that doesn't have a ceiling fan in it. Uh, that, again, is another very deliberate choice on the filmmaker's part because they're using a shot. The doctor's taking off his bandages after the transplant. Yeah. And they're using a shot where it is shooting, like, up Rich's nose, like it's sitting under his chin. Very flattering. Most of the frame is the spinning ceiling fan. Now, I don't know if that's a common occurrence in hospitals in America. It might be. But I doubt it. I don't know. We don't know. We've never been hospitalized in America, thank God. Yeah, uh, I I would prefer to not be hospitalized in most places. But I think especially America, because then you'd also have to pay for getting hospitalized in America. Yeah, yeah, which is rough. Not, not okay. It's not okay. No. But hey, here I'm thinking thrifty again. You could have just foregone the mm -hmm. beds and pretended like yeah. you were in a public hospital in South Africa. Oh, uh, just like done it on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because um, that's been happening recently. It's a bit of a bit of an issue, overcrowding in the hospitals. Yeah. Uh, bad mismanagement. It's of not great. Stuff. But no, he's in a very fancy private clinic receiving the very considered and gentle care of, of Nurse Sandra. Oh, yes. She does attend to him quite well. She uh, immediately jumps at the opportunity to personally oversee his recovery. And then also, clearly, there's mm -hmm. only mm -hmm. two people working at this clinic. Yeah, it's only the doctor and Nurse Sandra. I just want to say one more thing about the ceiling fan. Yes. The ceiling fan is foreshadowing a full moon. Oh, it makes I a like circle on, like on the roof. Yeah, that's cool. And it, and it also kind of, you know, it symbolizes his life uh, spinning out of control. Lycanthropy is a vicious cycle. This is our second uh, lycanthrope film in a row. Is it? Yeah, the previous one was The Beast Within. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really see that one as lycanthropic. What is cicadathropic? Where cicada? Uh, <laughs> where, where cicadas? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's actually a good point. And once again, yeah, it is that cycle. But I think here it's, you know, less that kind of generational cycle that we had with Beast Within and more kind of the cycle of the werewolf transforming and then enacting his most primeval desires, his most violent urges, and then waking up, being unsure of what he's done and then feeling a lot of guilt and uncertainty about what he's done and, and what he might do again. It does tick all those classic werewolf film boxes of, you know, the, the crushing guilt as we saw in uh, an American werewolf in London where, mm. you know, it's, mm. it's really the guilt that leads that character to his death. But then in that film, yeah. the concept of guilt is personified in his dead friends here though the main difference for me is that like <laughs> i don't know why i'm laughing i'm just already laughing at whatever is going to come out your mouth I, I love it already so here the concept of guilt right 
has been flipped around to show the enablers yeah. of a vicious cycle in yes. the spotlight. So we've got two specific characters who are both rooting for Rich. We have Andros. Andros, yeah. And Siad Mac. And his other friend whose name is... Siad Mac? <laughs> yes, which is, I think, a reference to the writer of the original Wolfman. Uh-huh. Like the, the old, old Hollywood uh, yeah. Universal Pictures movie. I wanted to say that Siad Mac is like a, definitely a reference to something, but I did not look it up because I also just thought, man, maybe that's just their friend's actual surname. Also, the guy who plays Siad Mac is definitely Philip Seymour Hoffman from an alternate universe where talent doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Andros is also like... Andros is, is the character that finds Rich because for some reason Rich transforms into a werewolf yeah. and then goes to sleep on Andros's property. In the woods, because in, he's drawn to the woods. Drawn to them woods. So he goes into Andros's house and Andros is just happens to be this paranormal researcher and he's written all the books and yeah. he knows all the things. And that's when... Uh, the Coast to Coast AM show starts because those parts of the film really feel like interview segments. Like, I would not be surprised to hear that Andros is just a guy who does this research and they were like, we've got to feature this guy. we got to put him in yeah. our movie. This guy's the real deal. Exactly. Andros doesn't for one second doubt whether Rich is a werewolf or even, you know, have seemed to be perturbed by any of Rich's claims. Like, Rich is this dude who just shows up at Andros's house, walks in, sits down, and he's like, Andros, I think I killed some people last night. And Andros is immediately like, I got you, fam. I think I hear the cops coming. Let's duck out the back. You can sneak away. Let's get ads. Andros is a terrible enabler he really is he's like he's the friend that gives you cocaine while you're trying to get clean yeah yeah, yeah. he's sort of he's just way too supportive yeah of course on the other side then we have his antagonists chief among which i guess must be the doctor and his poacher manhunter goon squad friends well the singular friend i mean they had they had more guys in the beginning, but then they ran out of budget, so they just kept the leader. Yeah. I guess he fired <laughs> his crew. Although it would have been hilarious if every time he called the tough into the room, the whole, like, seven-strong gang poured into the room, like, okay, boss. All right, wh um, what are we doing today? We should point out that in the first scene when they hunt the werewolf, they're chasing this guy all over the place. They're shooting at him. They eventually kill him. So we know they've seen him at the very least. <laughs> yeah. But when they get to him and he's transformed back into a human man, yeah. they're just like, oh, it's just a regular guy. Just a totally normal person. I don't know why I would think anything else. Yeah. So they're blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're terrible. They're so, like, traumatized by seeing a real werewolf. Yeah. Seeing a werewolf claw the skin off their friend's face that yeah. they 
that they cannot accept it. They're in, in complete denial. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the risk of, of killing a werewolf. Not only do you now think that you've murdered a dude, but everybody's going to think you just murdered a dude, not be like, that was a werewolf. Yeah, but of course, lucky for them, they're very happy that they've murdered a dude because that means they can... Take his uh, eyes. Steal his eyeballs. And that's all. Uh, <laughs> They're not even going to attempt to take the other organs. Very specific. No, Doc only wants eyes this week. Yeah. Got a lot of eye surgeries lined up. Yeah. And amazingly, this werewolf turned out to be the correct blood type to graft in, into <laughs> Rich's face. To replace his shriveled up acid balls. I could hear them cooking. Ugh. It's a oh, weird scene. <laughs> His other greatest enemy or pair of enemies is his wife and his best friend. Yeah. Who he discovers are sleeping together because his wife didn't come visit him once in the hospital. Neither did his best friend. Yeah. Like the day he gets home, she's like, I'm going out with friends. Yeah. And he, he tracks her back to his friend's place and confronts them. And these two are like the most laughably evil characters I've ever seen because it's they have zero motivation, yeah. zero redeem, redeeming points, no humanity at all. They're just dicks. Yeah, they're unforgivable, man. But then, obviously, Rich transforms into the werewolf and tears them up. Yes. I would like to talk about the werewolf here because the werewolf itself is really the main event of the film. Oh, absolutely. Really steals the show despite all the fantastic acting performances. My favorite part of the werewolf was the hands. It had these big old werewolf hands and they had, you know, really long claws on the tips of the fingers. But the hands were not functional or movable. So... It was just this, like... Yeah, I think because they're a little bit hand. longer than the actor's arms. Yeah. So he was probably holding on to, like, a handle inside the sleeve. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. it does remind me of that scene in Talladega Nights where Will Farrell is doing the TV interview and his hands just keep coming into the frame and he just ha holds them there <laughs> yeah. stiffly and awkwardly. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. It's exactly the same thing with this werewolf because he's just got the arms up, so he's running with his, with his arms at 90 degree angles and just hands up in the air and, you know, his expressionless yeah. <laughs> face. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And whenever he scratches someone, it's also just the, that hand, like, moving frantically near their face. It's not actually like yep. any tearing effects or anything like that. Pretty good. Yeah, no no flexing in the fingers, anything like that. Just just a flat hand. Very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what real vampires' hands look like. You mean, I've never seen a, a real werewolf. Yeah, yeah, werewolves. I mean, um, they had Andros on their team, so I think they must have gotten some real, very true and reliable information. Like you said earlier, it does feel like it's just a, a bunch of friends who got together and made a film. It reminds me a lot of Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted, to, I have this one star review from Amazon because I was obviously just trying to do some research about this film mm -hmm. and I saw this, this review. The rating is one star because the movie is just so bad. <laughs> but for lovers of bad movie, I totally recommend. This is worse than Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Oh, that's a low blow. That's a low blow coming <laughs> from that one star review. Ooh. Well, let's let's discuss. I think it it might be. I think 
the main thing here is that a vampire is easier to pull off on a low budget than a werewolf. Yeah. Because if you want to make a good werewolf, you're going to need some computers or some professional FX guys or girls or peoples or humans yeah. <laughs> or AIs. But you're going to need something. You're not going to need yeah. a mask that you got from like the local Walmart or whatever and then just sort of melted a bunch and painted. It's not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have we mentioned um, the transformation sequence yet? We've not. The yelling. Because that's that's usually, you know, a highlight of a good werewolf movie is the brutal transformation, like we saw in both the American Werewolves, like we saw in... What was the other really great werewolf movie we watched? Wolf Cop? Yeah, it might have been Wolf Cop. Yeah, Wolf Cop is brutal as fuck when that thing transforms. Yeah, no, it's rough as hell. And and usually in these films, it's clear that like half the budget went into that sequence. They really put a lot of effort into it. It's most amazing when it's all done practically. Man, I'm thinking of the movie with the werewolf colony. That's the one I'm thinking of. The colony. Wasn't it called The Colony? That's the howling. Is it the howling? Yeah. yeah. The howling's transformation sequence is also fucking incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is much closer to the howling than, say, to the American Werewolf series. This costume. Yeah. But, I mean... <laughs> oh, does it fall so short? So, in this case, yeah. We, we don't see any of the hair sprouting. We don't see, like, the elongation of his limbs or anything like that. We simply cut between shots of Rich writhing, and in each shot, they've super glued more fake fur onto him. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> Again, maybe it's this really meta moment where they're, where they're showing you, like, hey, guys, this is just a film. We're, we're just making a movie over here. Guess what? It's all special effects. No need to be scared. Ex maybe. Maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. It's a safety blanket. Yeah. It's like, it's almost Brachtian alienation. Yeah. Where the, the filmmakers are asking you to step outside of the, the fantasy of this film and really consider its implications. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and what is the implication, Louis? Because I, um, <laughs> I feel it implies many things but I would like to know what you feel the film is implying. <sighs> Ooh, okay. Well, there's there's so much. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. There's, like, it's the, there's a lot happening. It's the shotgun analogy. <laughs> but for me, something that stood out to me, I, I keep doing this on this podcast, but like the Freudian view of it, where the eyes stand in for testicles and we can see that rich's werewolf form is his way of overcompensating for his castration anxiety after the accident yes but also especially after finding out that his wife has been cheating on him yeah so it's his way i think of re-establishing his masculinity as violent and vengeful. Yeah, it, it could very well be that. And then, of course, he, he plucks his eyes out like Oedipus himself. And then dies. And then dies, <laughs> like Oedipus himself. <laughs> yeah. 
No, well, Oedipus doesn't die. He he wanders off. <laughs> yeah, he's just blind now. Yeah, because there's a point, and it's exactly the same as Oedipus. This this film is actually exactly the same <laughs> as a classical Greek masterpiece that's been enjoyed for millennia. Oedipus Rex. Where he can he can no longer bear what he has become and what he has seen himself as because he just before he plucks out his eyeballs. He is just about to kill Sandra, yeah. but he he pulls it back. He reins the animal in and just get, gouges out those squishy boys. <laughs> Boy, that's where all the budget went in. Is the the effect of yeah. those eyeballs being pulled out of the sockets? Because there's a lot of yeah, meat that's rough. that's coming out of this man's brain, <laughs> and that's probably what killed him. It's like he just dug too deep. Like the dwarves of Moria yeah. dug too deep, too fast. It's like pulling out his entire brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Rick. <laughs> it's like a magician's handkerchief trick. It just, just keeps coming. Just keeps pulling out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I I do like that, and and the emasculation theme is pretty strong in this film, uh, especially where the first time he does go to confront his his wife and his best friend Craig and Rita yeah uh, he does attempt to get physically violent but Craig just easily overpowers him <laughs> just punches him once and just pops him one in the face and Rich falls down and it's game over and that again is just and they laugh at him and then yeah. they stand there laughing at yeah, him yeah yeah and Greg says don't just lie there bleeding on the carpet asshole like <laughs> yeah great friends I mean <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. Super guy. The last thing I want to talk about is the police officer, the detective, who uh, of course. is investigating the werewolf murders. And whilst investigating the werewolf murders, she's sort of tailing Rich, and Rich leads her to Sandra, and she's like, Sandra is going to crack this case open for me, and also I'm going to get on Sandra. So this cop yes. then shifts her focus entirely from investigating the murders to pursuing a relationship or just a date with Sandra to the point where yeah, 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 yeah. in every single scene that they are in together, Sandra ends up saying, I'm not interested in a relationship right now. And the cop just mentally... Like, please, I'm, I'm straight. I'm in a relationship. Yeah. I'm... The cop mentally, you just see her taking a note going like, there is a chance. <laughs> Well, uh, women are like spaghetti, straight, until they get wet. <laughs> I thought you were going to say women are like spaghetti. If you throw them at the wall, they might stick there. Yeah, if they're, if they're uh, a little underdone. I don't see how that one works. That's why I just... That kind of went off the rails, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I absolutely 100% thought that this whole thing with Justine and Sandra was going to lead up to another softcore porn scene. Yeah. But it didn't. It did not. The film doesn't want to show us that because that threatens Rich's, you know, hetero dominance. Yes. His patriarchal status. Yeah, I, I fully agree. But it could also be that they just didn't have the budget for another sex scene because they do have yeah. they do have Sandra in two sex scenes already. <laughs> they do. Two very lengthy, very pornographic scenes. The next time I need to explain to someone what the male gaze is, 
I think I'm gonna show them this film. Yeah. Because the sex scenes both okay, so this film comes in at a at a brisk clip, right? Seventy-three minutes. Yeah. Um, including credits. And at least I wanna say at least ten to fifteen of those minutes are just rich fondling Sandra's boobs. Yep. Just going to Town and the camera is <laughs> locked on, on a tight close-up on that. No faces, no like context, nothing. Just hands and boobies. Hands and boobs. That's what we're watching right yeah. now. Yeah. And those scenes are so long. But it's very uncomfortable. Uh, I was watching it with my fiance, <laughs> and we're watching, and and I was like, man, the the acting's terrible. This is all like kind of looks like I'm watching a porno. And then that sex scene starts, and she's like, yeah. Dude, is this a porno? I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't think so, but it looks like it. So I had to skip yeah. ahead in the sh- in the movie to see that it <laughs> that the sex eventually does stop. But of course, they couldn't resist dipping their toes back into that well of timeless cinematographic <laughs> magic. I think that links well with Rich's own kind of masculine hypocrisy, where he is so angry at his wife for cheating on him that he kills her and her lover, but very, very quickly gets over the fact that he is cheating on his wife. Oh yeah, no, he's like, he wakes up from his coma okay with it. Yeah, cheats on his wife and then goes, you should probably know that I'm married. And she's like, yeah, I saw the wedding. And then there's a scene where they're like, oh, we didn't do anything wrong. We didn't plan it. We just, you know, care for each other. Yeah. Both the offenses, the the offenses are the same. He cheats on his wife. His wife cheats on him. But what is different and what the filmmaker wants us to see is different is the malicious intent. Yeah. Where for Rich, it's this pure thing where he's just fallen in love by accident with this beautiful nurse. For his wife and his friend, it's like a calculated effort to hurt him. It's not really, I don't think they even really care that much about each other. Yeah, no. They more just want to humiliate Rich. Yeah, I believe it's called they're they're doing a cuckold. (laughs) (laughs) Rich got cooked. (laughs) Yeah, but that's exactly what it is. It's obviously, it's okay for Rich. You know, he's the sympathetic male character. It's portrayed in a good yeah. light. And then, you know, for his evil, evil uh, wife, how dare she betray his trust? Exactly. And then he kills her, so... Also morally justified fine. in the film. Yeah, because, like, his friend and the journalist are both like, well, we, we know it wasn't really you, but it actually was, right? Because if it wasn't really him, he'd just be killing randos. Yeah, um, which he does, but... He does He does kill one rando, a prostitute, which, you know, maybe that tells us something about his psyche too. Yeah, it, it most likely does. He's probably so indoctrinated in that way of that mode of thinking that he's become this full-on woman-hating, womanizing... I don't know what's a good word for yeah. it. Chad? Um, what, what what are the kids? Chad. He becomes, he's a were-Chad. <laughs> what what are the kids calling it these days? <laughs> I don't, we'll have to, we'll have to download TikTok to find yeah. out. Oh God, what even is TikTok? I'm, I feel so old when I, I see the ads, I'm like, I know. is this Vine? Is this? What is, is this just Vine again? <laughs> are we doing Vine again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Apparently it's hot stuff, but 
I don't fucking care. Yeah, my students keep singing that's the weird song that is somehow attached to it. <laughs> it's got a song. <laughs> We're so removed. Yeah. You're like, what is what is happening? It's like an alien civilization. Yeah, this is this is what being phased out of the human race feels like. We're already <laughs> we're already <laughs> too old. We're not even thirty. Yeah. <laughs> How's this happening? Uh, <laughs> So, Louis, do you have um, anything else to add on uh, Eyes of the Werewolf? I can I can give us a little Louis flash. Ooh, I was looking forward to this one. Flash us. I, I got my looking eyes ready. Let me let me get my trench coat on. Oh yeah. Mm. So, a couple of things I want to point out in the opening credit scene, we see the eyes of the werewolf floating in two jars of what look to be piss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's a very, very clever and artistic reference, of course, to the Andres Serrano masterpiece of photography, Piss Christ. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Some very, very serious resonances there, I think, between Piss Christ and Piss Eyes. Yes. Which I'm sure the, the viewers can figure out for themselves. Yeah, it's common knowledge. There's something that this film does that I think is pretty innovative, which I don't think I've ever seen on film before okay and that's a dutch angle tracking shot huh when um the detective is kind of prowling around the house she, they're they're following her in a dutch angle and it feels disconcerting <laughs> oh no so effective <laughs> does not make me feel good yeah yeah i guess it must be um well credit i just i just could not due. think of another dutch angle tracking shot i think this is the first time i've seen it yeah. There's a point where Andros says, unfortunately, this isn't a movie. Whereas, unfortunately, it was. Classic fucking Andros. What else did I have here? Oh, a favorite line where just after they've banged for the second time, just in time for him to transform into a werewolf, she asks, can I get you a drink? And he says, and I'm going to try and try and get this right here. Okay, he says, just a diet, Coke though. <laughs> and I thought that was <laughs> a brave and <laughs> unique way to deliver that line. Very, very inventive. Another, <laughs> another favorite aspect of the film is how there are always shots weirdly in the foreground, mm. like just vases or lamps, and they're really big in the frame, but they carry no significance this is all that was really cool very <laughs> good i guess it gives the film a voyeuristic feel or effect yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and that's it that's my flash let me put away my junk remember to get your after sun cream smear it on your face that's what you need now thank you yeah. So, Louis, if you had to rate Eyes of the Werewolf out of one mm. to two <laughs> werewolf eyes, <No. laughs> what would you rate it? Oh, man, I would give this film uh... <laughs> Well, it doesn't fucking matter, so I'm going to give this film two eyes floating in jars of piss. <laughs> Oh, that was a fantastic score. <laughs> yeah, I give it two eyes as well. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. giving it a high score because I've never seen a lycanthropy film, but where the transmission of the, the werewolf 
curse or disease or whatever it is is from an organ transplant i felt that that was very creative and very good but poorly executed yeah yeah (laughs) i also kind of feel sorry for the werewolf in the way that you feel sorry for like an injured animal i feel sorry for all werewolves. he looks so he looks so poor yeah he's not doing well does not look like he's having a good no he's sad oh he's a sad boy uh don't forget to uh find us on your podcatchers if it has a liking service you hit like subscribe Tell your friends about the podcast, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, if you want to talk to us, we're very active on Twitter, at Stay Scary. Very available. Facebook, we have a group, it's for memes. And a page, it's for us not using it anymore, so don't go there. Well, uh, we we post announcements do we post on there, episode announcements. All right. We do. That's good to know. When... Uh, we remember to. Yes. Well, we do try. <laughs> uh, and then, next time on Be Positive. Dun, 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 dun. We're watching Requiem for a Vampire. I really, really thought you were going to say Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> and I was like, what? No. But no. Requiem for a Vampire. A.K.A. Caged virgins. <laughs> is this a is this another one of your soft porn <laughs> movies? Why? I don't think so. Is this so. becoming soft porn month? Um, what, what's happening? It's not. It's not soft core, soft core porn month. But the film Requiem for a Vampire is something that one of our Twitter friends actually spoke about a long time ago. And uh, okay, cool. and uh, I put it on the list because I watched the trailer and I was like, "This is a '70s weird cult, like literally a movie about cults," and that's my jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty, pretty good. Well, you know what? If it comes from Twitter, we're going to do it. That's how serious we are about Twitter and doing things. Yes, and about people recommending things for yeah. us to do. No, we've changed our whole release schedule for a Twitter thing. Because it's it's nice. It's just really nice to have that sort of feedback from the community. Yeah, no, it's great. So if you have any movies you desperately want us to discuss, please let us know over on Twitter at StayScary. That's it. That's the handle. And then, as always, you stay scary. Just a diet. (laughs) Spook, though. Uh, classic. One of the best. God, this film. Yo, this was bad. But while I was watching it, I was like, yeah, but you made me watch Neil Breen, though. So I feel justified. That's true, but I feel... <sighs> or do, are we blaming Nina? I feel like... Uh, for Neil Breen. No, but I, f- I feel like Neil Breen is on... He's, like, on some other shit. He's, like, on a whole different, like... He's an auteur of this kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, where this is a one-hit wonder, where they made one. Yeah. And then thankfully, uh, they they had their filming licenses revoked. They stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God somebody sued them. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, an actual werewolf sued them and went like, this is offensively bad. But that reminds me, we absolutely na- need to get around to Twisted Pear at some point. Yeah. 
What's Twisted the, Bear? The new Breen. Oh, yes. Uh, but I, I still want to do that as, <laughs> as like a round table sort of episode. Yeah. And have yeah, like yeah, a yeah. bunch of, you know, our old guests on and, and really pow wow that shit. Pow the wow. Wow the pow. Pow wow. Pow wow. Wow pow. Pow wow. I don't even know what that word means. Uh, I feel like 